The Bully Girl Magazine podcast is your dog-eared audio destination, bookmarking the most compelling tales and insights from the vast canine universe. While we passionately dive in the world of bully breeds, dispelling myths, offering training tips, and discussing breed standards, our scope isn't limited. We cast our net wide to encompass a diverse range of dog breeds, ensuring no tale is left untold. Enhanced by expert interviews and inspiring stories, this podcast is a beacon for responsible ownership and breed education. It's where bully breed enthusiasts meet the broader dog-loving community, fostering unity, understanding, and share joy in every bark and wag. So whether you're out walking your dog or listening at home, enjoy the show and keep coming back. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening or watching Bully Girl Magazine. We've got with us today the wonderful Hailey from HD Bullies. And we've got Roger from Veteran Frenchies. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the cost of the French Bulldog and some things that are involved in that. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Thank Great you. to have you guys on. All right, Roger, I'll start with you. What is a typical price range for a French Bulldog puppy from a reputable breeder, and what factors influence this cost? It's such a great question in a, in a market that is inundated with so many breeders out there uh, yeah. that some do what we do, which is uh, just a plethora of things before you ever decide to have one. Um, so to get to the price, uh, you know, in our, our litters, uh, AKC will range from 5,000 to 6,500. Pet only can be 3,000. Uh, it just depends on, you know, the, the customer. Uh, we also have veteran programs uh, and first responder programs that will help offset those costs. The oh, reason nice. behind it is the amount of work that it takes to get to that. And I don't know if you would like me to, to, to dive into that a little sure. bit. Sure. Um, you know, when, when we uh, choose to select a, a litter, we look at the mom and the dad and we look at the DNA health panels to make sure that they're clear, number one. And yeah. we also want to know what kind of colors we're going to produce uh, because we don't want to have a bunch of the same color Frenchies running around that may not be desirable to some. Uh, we also uh, have to consider the whelping costs because we don't whelp ourselves. Mm -hmm. We actually turn that over to a professional licensed whelper who has incubators, who has oxygen set, oxygen, uh, you know, incubators has uh suctioning devices, has all the equipment necessary to have a successful whelping service, and that's $700 a week. And for people that work, you know, Monday through Friday, like myself and my wife, who's active duty military, it's $2,800 just in whelping. And oh, you look wow. at a, a successful C-section from a very reputable veterinarian, you're looking at another $1,500. And then you're looking at all the tests, the blood tests prior to um, insemination, uh, insemination costs, and ultrasound cost and you know we kind of throw a number out there that's kind of out there that you know maybe six thousand dollars is an average cost for a litter uh, if you have two dogs from that litter you're looking at trying to just be cash flow positive and yeah. you know we donate one from every litter but we have to at least be able to break even so mm -hmm. that's what we look at um, right and that's kind of where we are price range all right, and highly for you, what's the typical price range for a French Bulldog puppy from, again, a reputable breeder like yourself? I have to agree with Roger. I mean, with everything that it takes and involves, I mean, it, it, and then you have to also, uh, I mean, the market, um, but we have to keep in mind what we have invested in these dogs. So, I mean, give or take, I mean, you're looking at anywhere from about, like Roger said, about five to 65 Hundred is about average for AKC registered French Bulldog from us. Um, pet home um, about three to thirty-five hundred. Um, and I mean, with everything that it takes, again, we're C-sectioning 
everything. Yeah. We do not run the risk ever for natural wealthy, ever, ever. Okay. Not here at HG Bullies. So everything is getting C-sections, no matter if it's, you know, a, a planned emergency, whatever it takes to get this dog cut open and these puppies taken out as efficiently and as effectively. And, as, and, and, and again, keeping in mind the health of the mom. Um, right. These are all things that are important. So with that, keeping in mind those things, it, it may not be cheap. It may not be the same price every time. It may not be the same process every time. Sometimes we do have to deal with the emergency vet. And that's mm -hmm. like the curse word, you know, emergency. Because, yeah. you know, anytime you go to the emergency for anything, you're going to oh, yeah. get charged just because it's an emergency. The upcharge is ridiculous. So, yes. I mean, we have to keep that in mind. Uh, is it a cheap breed? No. Is it worth it? I'm always going to tell you 100% yes. <laughs> what these dogs have given to us and what we've been able to give to other families is amazing. The stories, as Roger stated, I mean, just the memories, um, mm. what they get people through, the heartaches and, you know, just different traumas. And um, yeah. here at HD Bullies, uh, we specialize in dealing with um, autism and special needs. So just watching how they've been affected in that area. Um, oh, that's nice to, to that community. Um, and that's kind of the tapping to here. That's why we wear what we wear. This is the apparel that we create. Um, the puzzle piece is autism awareness. I'm sure a lot of people are aware of. Um, yeah. And again, just to connect in the dots, that's all of us. That's everybody. We're all a dot. So we all are involved in, in the breed. Um, and the breed loves that we all are involved. Um, and when it comes from that loving and caring place, I think that's the kind of the dynamic of what this breed is. Well, you know, you guys, I'm so impressed because I know, Roger, you work with veterans. And I didn't realize, highly that you work with people on the autism spectrum. My daughter's on the autism spectrum, and she also has really bad anxiety. And she's been wanting a dog as uh, like a companion dog or emotional support dog. Highly, in your opinion, do you think a French bulldog would be a good choice? We were looking at an XL bully because I know they're very calm and they'll just cuddle with you a lot. But what do you think? I mean, I don't have any um, opposition towards the XL breed. However, sure. in my experience with the French bulldogs, yes, I think they're a great breed for emotional support. Um, it's been found that I know a lot of people directly that have these dogs registered as emotional support dogs. I myself oh. have two uh, registered as my personal emotional support animal. So wow. um, for me, the French Bulldog cover covers all aspects. Um, yes, we are promoting HD Bullies Mud Baby. He is an amazing boy. He's a 10-month-old puppy, so he just wants to play and run, and he's a sweetheart. Yeah. Um, but I have an emotional support animal, HD Bullies uh, uh, Pressure. And he is my baby. He will lay here and do anything for me. I can lay him on his back. I can do whatever. If I'm feeling down, he comes and he lays his head on my chest. And that, I mean, for me, that consoles me. That gets me through a day of, of, of hard work, of, yeah. of just inconvenience, of maybe dealing with a bad situation. So for me, this breed covers more than just a pocket fill. Um, they fill my heart. They fill the family's hearts mm -hmm. of many that we've provided puppies with. So for me, I'm ever grateful. See, that's so good to know because she wants to take one to college and a dog. And I'm thinking, I think a Frenchie is going to be a lot more dorm friendly, probably and, in terms of just size. I mean, we have to be honest with the size. I mean, I think right. it just makes it a lot more convenient. Um, yeah. A lot of people uh, fly with these guys everywhere. I have one oh, friend wow. that purchased one from us. And I mean, any vacation that she goes on, if she can't take her dog, she's not going. So yeah. anywhere that she flies to, she takes her dog along with. And I find that it's a lot easier with the size and the, the, the breed, the size that they are. Um, 
you don't have as much struggles and as much troubles with travel. So, okay. I mean, call them a pocketbook breed um, or what have you. Uh, they are a smaller dog. And uh, I think that makes for a lot more convenience. Right. Well, this is something, this is good. It gives me something to think about. And Roger, talk about the work that you do with veterans and being a veteran yourself. And thank you for your service. And please thank your wife as well from me. Absolutely. And as Hailey said, uh, you know, just first off and foremost, from a, from a service animal perspective, uh, I have one that's trained for me. And I'm, you know, diagnosed with PTSD and, and those types of things. And I'll, I'll tell you this, I've had a, I have a, a retired bully upstairs who is my service dog. Great dog. Uh, I still take him places. I don't have him in the service role anymore. I have um, Sergeant Gunny, who's not here right now. He decided to go walk around. But what he does for me on the service side is it's, it's almost, it, it's indescribable uh, mm-hmm. what, what they do for us. Uh, they take us out of those tension zones or anger management zones where uh, it just brings us down and brings us back to reality from a comfort perspective. The work we do with the yeah. veterans uh, is just it's a wonderful thing. We were, when we founded this this company, I told my wife, I said, we have to do something different uh, than, you know, the everyday average Joe breeder out there that just wants to line their pockets. And I said, she works for the soldier recovery right. unit at Fort Sam Houston, and they deal with veterans or active duty personnel with medical and psychological issues in that are being discharged for various different mm-hmm. reasons in, you know, under right. those two um, areas. And I said, why don't we donate to a veteran or a first responder in need? And she said, that's a great idea. How do we qualify somebody for that? And I said, well, let's look at our local community first and then we can kind of, you know, you have to learn, you have to start somewhere and you have to learn from that and make it better. Right. So we selected a veteran who uh, happened to be close to us. I've known him 36 years, and he had lost his bully at four years old to renal cancer. Oh. And we selected him because, number one, we could see how he was acting without the dog that went everywhere with him for four years. Yeah, um, He would go through some depression, some anxiety. He has a daughter that was going from 18 now to college. And so he was having a lot of uh, just personal strain. And when we made the donation, it completely changed his world. I mean, within a month, you could see he had gone from every day going through these little battles by himself to now having a battle buddy. And in in the military, when you have a battle buddy, that that makes a big difference in in how you're able to go through your daily routine. So we have now uh, implemented a a, basically a protocol so that we can have a check the box kind of kind of program. And then we try to select the right dog from each litter to donate. Yeah. And the local news picked up our story, and they're going to actually do a story here in January. Oh, and we're going to utilize that to reach out to local businesses that may be willing to do training, maybe willing to donate you know, dog food or whatever that is to that veteran, oh. uh, because we want it to be, <laughs> we want it to be a uh, program that continues to grow throughout the nation. And uh, right. that's kind of how we started. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm going to ask one more question related to costs, and I'll start with you, Hailey. Are there any unexpected or often overlooked costs that new French Bulldog owners should be aware of? I mean, I believe that there's a rule of thumb that you should always keep, and I'd hate to give a number, but with the emergency cost and things that we've experienced, I'm going to say that a pack of no less than 5000 would okay. be my ideal for your emergency funds for your dogs, just in case. Right. I mean, I've watched these dogs choke on their food, um, um, just excited. 
eating too fast um, right. and needing to come in. And maybe it wasn't food. Maybe it was a treat. Maybe it was a toy. Um, so again, just being alert, being aware, watching your dog, knowing the environment, the things that they have access to. Again, they're behavioral. If you're not yeah. watching them, they're creating behaviors to keep themselves occupied. And they may be behaviors that you may not desire, and they may be behaviors that cost you money. So yeah. if you want to avoid those things, consistency. I'm always going to tell my owners, new owners, French Bulldog owners, uh, old owners, stay consistent. Even when you think you shouldn't be consistent, just stay consistent. It doesn't right. hurt. It will save you in the end. You'll be glad that you were there to help your dog if they needed it. Um, I personally have experienced needing to help save my dog from choking on even just like a stick. Um, oh, something wow. of, you know, just natural, something that falls out of the tree. Um, yeah. And they chew on it, they chew on it, and it may go down or, you know, they may have swallowed a piece. And just being able to get that lodged piece out of their throat um, will save your dog from a blue tongue back to the red or pink tongue that you want them to have. Um, so, again, just being consistent and having access to the finances if needed. And if right. not the finances, the pet insurance, um, as Roger stated earlier. That's going to save yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things and I'll get to you in a moment, Roger, that I was thinking is, you know, when I got blue, I had no idea that pit bulls have so many skin issues and ear, you know, ear infections and food sensitivities, like the whole thing. And and to me, that's something that jumped out at me. Roger, have you experienced that, that that's something that might be unexpected or overlooked costs that suddenly I need to buy, you know, I have to make his food myself. I, he needs more medication. He needs more visits, yeah, things like I that. Think, you know, any, anytime you make it, you know, these dogs are an investment. Any dog's an investment, yeah. whether it's the dog from the shelter, whether it's the dog from the, the breeder. And, right. you know, what breeder did you get that dog from? Did you do your homework? Did you pay for what you got? Right. And that's, the most, you know, kind of the, one of the most important things. If you're going to invest, invest in somebody like Hylis Kennels, you know, that do the right thing, the DNA and the genetic testing and those types of things that will help limit those potential uh, health issues, you know, right. moving forward. It doesn't eliminate it, but it, it reduces the potential for, for major health issues. Uh, and then oh, I always good. suggest, hey, you've got to get health insurance. If you do nothing right. else, do a lemonade policy. It's super simple, similar to Bully Girl Magazine. They've got an app, very easy to utilize that app and just run through the numbers and select what your deductible is, what coverage you want. and for major accidents, it goes into effect like within 72 hours. Oh, wow. So if you have a young puppy like we discussed or your dog that, you know, blew and you were just getting him injured and he goes out and brings something in and swallows it, you know, three days later and has obstructed right. bowel, you can take that dog in, any vet, and get them seen and realize and, and, and be, have, have confidence that, hey, I have insurance on this dog. I know that it's not going to, in today's economy, which is very, yeah. very, you know, tough. You don't want to have that five thousand dollar added expense. Exactly. So, so pay for something up front that's minimal, thirty dollars a month, and you know, insure your yourself and your well being of your finances to protect your dog and, and not, you know, jeopardize the, the family income. Yeah, this has been such great advice. And I'm very excited. I'll talk to my daughter about looking into Frenchie. She loves those as well. So I want to thank you both so much. All right, Hiley, tell us all the ways we can find you online. HD bullies on Instagram, that's H D. B-U-L-L-Y-Z on Facebook. Um, that's Hailey Selassie is our personal page. And we do have a like page, HD Bullies, Highly Defined Bullies. Um, you can also find us on all other platforms, TikTok, Snapchat, HD Bullies. Um, our website will be up and running soon, hdbullies.com. Fantastic. And Roger? 
same social media. It's going to be Veteran Frenchies uh, also on Instagram and on Facebook, Veteran Frenchies. And we have a website that will be live in the very near future with some great information for those that just want to know about the breed, to those that may want uh, to volunteer uh, for us to donate. Uh, there'll be a, a program for them. So that'll be uh, that'll be live soon, and we're eager to uh, to have that available. Oh, fantastic. Well, everybody, be sure to follow at Bully Girl Mag. You can follow me at Lisa Davis MPH. Be sure to get the magazine. You definitely want to subscribe to Bully Girl Magazine. And you can also check out BGMWarehouse.com, which has amazing stuff. Let's see. Also, go to so many great things. Go to the Apple Store. Go to the Google Play Store and get the Bully Girl app. Everybody, keep coming back. Rate, review, subscribe. Thanks, guys. Thank you.